and welcome to the FMH Fitness Podcast. My name is Faye and the aim of this podcast in a nutshell is to help you. I'm a personal trainer, online fitness and nutrition coach for women and older adult fitness specialist for all. I am also an ambassador for Swindon Domestic Abuse Support Service, formerly known as Swindon Women's Aid. My most important role though is solo parenting my daughter Amber and our Copper Spaniel Stanley. Join me as I share with you my knowledge, experience and more than likely my daily dramas involving the kid and the dog. My aim though is to support women who feel too overwhelmed and unmotivated to prioritise their health and fitness, but also to work with older adults who want to live a healthy, functional and independent life. Thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoy this episode. And welcome to episode six. I think by the end of this t- today, oh sorry, the dog is joining us for a podcast. Hello, Stanley. Um, I think by the end of today, he's licking my microphone. No, no, don't chew the wire. I'm not even going to bother cutting that out. You guys need to see the reality of my life. Right, as I was saying, I think by the end of today, all the children will have broken up school and we will all be in some holiday mode so I thought it may be helpful to do a podcast on my five top tips for getting through the summer whilst trying to stay on track as much as possible but also whilst enjoying the ice cream. So number one on the list is accept that your routine is going to be different and you can't expect to do the same thing that you've been doing for the rest of the year over the summer holidays because your work hours may be different, your kids routine is different, you may have holidays. There is no point trying to set yourself up to achieve the things you've been doing up until now. What you need to do is you need to start from scratch and look at the next six weeks ahead. Even if you can't look at the next six weeks, go week by week and ask yourself, what can I realistically achieve this week? So for example, I normally go to the gym a minimum of three times a week, but I try and aim for four or five. Now Amber is in holiday club this summer, anywhere between two and four days a week. It's different every week and she's in different clubs, different times. Thank God for my diary. But anyway, it would be unrealistic of me to think that I can go to the gym five times a week when she's only in holiday four time holiday holiday club four times a week so for me over the summer my plan is that I want to get to the gym two to three times a week and then I'm going to top that up with home workouts two to three times a week so that is my plan for workouts over the summer I realistically I want to achieve three a week that for me is my minimum but there's no point in me expecting five it's just probably not going to happen unless I rely on childcare from other people which seems a bit silly because she's in holiday club so much, so the time outside of holiday club, I want to be with her. So yeah, three is realistic for me. Then in terms of food, you also have to think about that as well. You have to think, okay, now that you're not in this routine of you go to work, kid goes to school, you come home, you have dinner at five, have a look at your plan for the week ahead and ask yourself, okay, what eating windows are realistic, when are you going to eat during the week? Try and make it as consistent as possible because if you start eating here, there and everywhere, your circadian rhythm is going to go out of whack 
and your hunger hormones are probably going to start flitting about all over the place. Whereas if you're kind of set in your meal timings, for one thing, you don't really then have to think about food. You just think, right, at 11 o'clock I'm having this, at 3 o'clock I'm having that. And your hunger hormones will hopefully work in line with those timings. Whereas if it's a bit erratic and all over the place, you might just end up being hungry a lot more of the time. And as I've said that, my stomach has rumbled. I am quite hungry. So anyway, that is number one. Accept that things are going to be different and plan for that difference make yourself a plan that is going to work for you. And that might look like, you know, normally you do 10,000 steps a day. Maybe that's not as realistic if you've got small children at home. Maybe you need to knock it down to 8,000 steps a day. Do the bare minimum while still maintaining your health. Or look at things like, there is um, a YouTube video, I think it's Get Fit With Rick, I think. Um, and he does really cool um, step videos and it's like 5,000 steps in 20 minutes. So have a look at that. So if it's not realistic that you can get out for a walk every day, maybe you can do this 20 minute YouTube video at home that the kids can do with you or, you know, stick the kid on the tablet whilst you're doing it. Number two on the list is either go for more frequent shorter workouts or go for less frequent longer workouts. So if you're really struggling for time in the summer holidays, maybe you get up each morning and you do a 10 minute workout and you do that six times a week. So for example, you could pick four exercises. You could do 45 seconds on, have a 15 second rest, do that for four minutes, have a minute rest, and then repeat it again for four minutes and have a minute rest. That's a really simple 10 minute workout. And you might look at that and think, oh, what's the point in that? It's not gonna achieve much. But actually, starting your day with that 10 minute workout, for one thing, you might end up making it a bit longer. You might realize that you've got a bit more time so you could add in a few more rounds and make it a full workout. Or you can do it for 10 minutes and actually it just sets you up really nicely for the day. I know that if I do a workout first thing in the morning, I'm far more motivated for the rest of the day to make better food choices and to move more. And it just improves my mood and my productivity. So if you can, wake up in the morning, if needs be, before the kids wake up and do a 10 minute workout rather than stressing about finding the time for a 45, 60 minute workout. Or if you really wanna go for these longer workouts, find two days where you can do a 45 minute or hour long workout, make it a whole body one, do that twice a week and then that's, I've got to do maths now, 90 minutes, 120 minutes of your week that you spent on exercise, that's good enough for the sake of six weeks. That's brilliant. It's better than nothing. So have a think about what is actually going to work for you. Or maybe some weeks you do the shorter ones, maybe some weeks you do the longer ones. But again, it's coming back to that, thinking about what is realistic and what is achievable for you. Number three on the list is get the kids involved. Amber absolutely loves joining in with my workouts. Like she's got her own little set of weights. I think they're half a kg each. And she's even started using my four kg kettlebell blesser. She has an epic swing and her burpees are something else. I mean, to the point that we had paramedics at our house at three in the morning once because she had croup. And by the time her steroids had kicked in, bless her, she, um, she was doing burpees for the paramedics and I was like, I don't know whether to be really 
proud or really embarrassed, to be honest, but she loves it. So get the kids involved and you know what? The workout isn't going to be perfect. They're going to climb on top of you. They're going to moan and whinge that they want a snack or a drink. It's all going to be a bit out of sync. It won't be the ideal workout. But again, it's better than nothing. So try and get your kids involved, whether that is some kind of partner workout or make it really simple. So, you know, press ups and star jumps and squats, things that they can all do and just make it enjoyable. Even if you stick a YouTube video on and get the kids to follow the YouTube video, they'd probably enjoy that. Or even get the kids outside and distracted so that you can do the workout. So for example, find yourself a nice little park that has a nice quiet path. We've got one opposite us. And get your kids out riding on their bike or the scooter up and down this path. Then set yourself up on the grass, do a workout whilst they're riding up and down the grass. Get them to run around kicking a ball while you do a workout. Don't be embarrassed to be out in a park doing an, doing a workout whilst your kid's playing. I'm pretty sure most people would look at you and think, that is epic dedication there. And maybe someone will even join you. So get the kids involved, even if you take them into a park. And I used to do this when Amber was a baby. Especially if you've got younger ones, stick them in a swing. Do burpees whilst they're in the swing. I mean, don't do what I did when Amber was a baby and not jump up quick enough to the point they kick you in the face as you're doing it. But let the kids run around in the park and maybe you can sit just outside of the park and do a workout there. Do a workout on a bench. We need to get over this embarrassment of working out outside. Like, it's fine. Get your kids playing in the park and do an outdoor workout. If that's the way you're going to fit your workouts in whilst the kids are doing something that they want to do, then go for it. Okay, number four on the list is regarding nutrition. And um, what I would say is try and make the best choices possible when you're at home. So when you're just doing your normal day-to-day -day things, when you're at home, when you're at work, try and make the best choices possible. And if you know that you've got things planned that week, like days out, trips out, holidays, maybe think about eating slightly less. And I don't mean over restrict I'm talking 100 to 200 calories a day less if you're tracking and you have sense of what calories are maybe eat slightly less maybe just cut out snacking just have your main meals make the best choices possible at home so that when you go out you can have the ice cream and you can have the pudding or you can have the fancy meal and it fits in nicely with the rest of your week what you don't want to do is be going out every single day and having all these, I hate calling them treats, but you're all going to relate to treats, and then going home and also having all the treats. So actually you're continuously having these, what may be unhealthier choices. So if you are trying to, maybe if you're trying to lose weight at the moment, or if you just want to maintain your weight over the summer, I think the best possible thing you can do is really try and stay in control of your choices when you're at home, when you're at work, doing the boring bits, so that when you go out and you're out with your children, you have that bit of freedom to have the ice cream and to do it without guilt because you know, not that you should ever feel guilty by the way, but hopefully it will just take away any of that guilt that you might have felt and it will just fit nicely into your week. So do as well as you can at home, you know, make really good food choices, 
have the fruit, have the veg, have high protein meals, reduce the snacking. And then when you're out with your kids, have the ice cream. Your kids don't want to see you saying no to an ice cream or telling them, no, I can't have that because I'm on a diet. That's not fun. Go out, have the ice cream, enjoy it, and then just make really good food choices 80% of the time that you're at home or at work. And my final tip for summer, number five, is to stay mindful, but enjoy yourself. It's six weeks, which is going to fly by, but it seems like forever to us parents um, who have our little munchkins at home for 46 days, not that I've counted. Um, But just stay mindful. If you don't want to track over the summer, if you are someone who has been tracking up until this point, don't track, it's, it's six weeks. Unless you think you're going to go completely off track, then maybe continue. But just try and be mindful. Eat when you are hungry. Don't eat if you're not hungry. Have a look at your watch every now and again to see what your steps are doing. Try and get out for that daily walk. Try and do that daily bit of exercise. And just at the end of each day, just ask yourself, you know, did you do the best that you could have done in your situation that day? Because for some people, the summer holidays are really, really difficult. For some people, they have to still work and manage childcare and find the money to be able to entertain our kids, which, oh my God, everything is so expensive. Like Amber, the other day, I said to her, I'd treat her for um, doing a really good school report. And I thought, she's, she's going to ask for a McDonald's. My kid loves a Happy Meal. And I'm all right with that. That's under four quid. Excellent. No, bloody ice skating she wants. That's like 30 quid by the time you've paid for me, her, because she doesn't get away with an under five price because she's a jolly giant and looks like a 12 year old. And then you have to pay for skate hire. I'm not sure if you have to pay for the penguin anymore, but that's 30 quid for about an hour. You know, summer can be quite stressful and it's definitely a time where we see a rise in emotional eating, I think, from what my experience of coaching women anyway. So again, going back to yesterday's podcast, it's probably going to be a good idea before the summer so that you can try and use some of those strategies, you know, for the days where you would quite happily box up your kids and ship them off to another country. Not that I'm advising you do that. That would be bad. Maybe just stick them in a holiday club like I've done. But anyway, just try and stay mindful, you know, do what you can do. Control the things that you can control. Some things are going to be out of your control, and that is absolutely fine. Don't stress about those things. Just do your best, and that's all that you can do for the next six weeks is do your best. Hopefully, that was helpful and has given you some ideas of how you can stay on track as much as possible over the summer holidays. I hope you all survive. I think that's the appropriate word. No one's going to judge you for cracking open the wine tonight as we prepare for the next 46 days. Not that I'm reminding you that it's 46 days. 46 days is a lot, isn't it? Anyway, I'm going to go now and yeah, have a lovely weekend and I will speak to you all later. Thank you for listening and I hope you found that useful. If you have any questions or if you're interested in coaching, please head to my website www.fmhfitness.co.uk 
where you will find all my social media links and contact details. If you really enjoyed the episode, please don't forget to share with your family and friends or hit the subscribe button to keep up to date with future episodes. As always, thank you for supporting my little business.